We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and another good drop. Cheers. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Christmas special of your favourite podcast. Good drop. Yes. Uh, we're here with you on a Sunday afternoon to uh, wish you a very special Christmas cheer. Yes, indeed. We are in the spirit. We're drinking eggnog with uh, cinnamon. Eggnog, cinnamon and brandy. And brandy, which is a traditional way of drinking well the alcoholic version of eggnog because it can be served without this is the uh, good drop podcast why would we drink alcohol free stuff yes exactly we we're here to tell you about alcoholic beverages and neither of us have actually had eggnog before so this is the uh, the store-bought version hopefully with, with added brandy added brandy and added cinnamon and uh, we're about to take the plunge and we'll let you yeah. know what we think of it yeah, he raises his glass to his lips, takes a sip. Ooh, I like it. It's good. It's good. It's good. All right, here goes. And here we go. See the facial expression. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. I guess. Oh, well, there we go. As as with some other beverages, bananary. I I like it more than you. There's definitely a bananary aftertaste. Mm. I. I don't really taste the cinnamon. I smell the cinnamon. Mm. I see the cinnamon. What what sort of... Mm. Yeah, the, the banana is unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, there's eggnog. Let's talk briefly about what eggnog is. Because it's a... Um, it's a, a weird A chilled, drink. sweetened, creamy, dairy-based thing that's usually made with milk, Cream, sugar, whipped egg whites, and egg yolks. Yeah, and I don't think it ever used to be actually made with egg in it. Just so it had the name egg in. It, there was egg in the name, so maybe someone thought, "Oh, let's add an egg to it." Well, well, so supposedly it began as something without that, but it's it's had egg since about the seventeen hundreds, mm. I think. Of course, the, the problem, like so many drinks, is that it's almost impossible to actually nail down where it came from and why it's called eggnog. Yeah, it's one of the, yeah one of those drinks that are just, that it's a mystery. Yeah, there's a lot of different theories about where the name came from. Yeah, with the, uh, the well, the word noggin associated with your head. Well, or and, a drinking uh, vessel, nog yeah. for a drinking vessel. And uh, apparently a, a particular type of glass that it was traditionally served in, one that had um, a handle on both sides, mm. and was usually, because of the contents of the drink, you know, being uh, you know fresh cinnamon and dairy products, which was expensive back in the 1700s, yeah, those, those glasses were traditionally made of silver, not glass, huh. and it was a, a drink for the upper class. The upper crust. Yeah, so um, made made with very expensive things added to it as, as well. I mean, obviously, brandy, rum, or bourbon being the alcohols that are traditionally put into it and were always drunk with it when being drunk at Christmas by the wealthier folk well, that, in 
in the UK where it originated. Yeah, it did make its way to the US eventually. Uh, there's, there's a really funny story about a, a cadet school or defense, a military school in the US in 1826. Um, the United States Military Academy in West Point, New York. The <laughs> alcohol possession at the academy was prohibited along with drunkenness and intoxication, both of which could lead to expulsion. But by 1826, concern had been raised that drinking was starting to get out of hand among the 260 cadets at the academy. Cadets were informed that due to the alcohol prohibition on the site, their Christmas eggnog will be alcohol-free, prompting the decision by cadets to smuggle liquor into the academy. (laughs) Gallons of whiskey were smuggled into the barracks to make eggnog for a Christmas Day party. This led to, quote, a drunken free-for-all. Windows, furniture, and crockery were smashed. Banisters were torn from the walls. Fights broke out. One eggnog-addled cadet tried but failed to shoot his commanding officer. End quote. Wow. That's, <laughs> it's, it's not as good as some of the alcohol-based riots that have occurred throughout history, but considering it's an eggnog riot, that's still It's supposed to be a good. Christmas celebration. Yeah. Apparently, the incident resulted in the court-martialing of 20 cadets and one enlisted soldier. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Eggnog taken seriously. Like, it just blows my mind that they just went on a booze in, booze-fueled riot. Yeah, from, from <laughs> uh, eggnog of all things. I yeah. Mean, I, I guess it had to come to a head at some point, didn't it? <laughs> like a, a miniature version of Prohibition. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So uh, let's Sorry. talk about um, other Christmas-based use of alcohol. Oh, there's so many, man. We've got, well, the biggest one being Christmas cake and brandy. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, it, not yeah. not specifically, I mean, brandy, yes, but generally uh, alcohols with, or any alcohol with a content of around 40%, such mm. as brandy or whiskey, is normally used in feeding a Christmas cake. But uh, alcohols with a content of 18 to 20%, like sherry or port, are often added to uh, the batter or used to soak the fruit. But the, um, you know, the, the higher alcohol content ones can be and are sometimes used for that as well. And mm. generally, which one you use depends on what you want the cake to taste like. That's it. Well, of course, because brandy and whiskey are very different flavors. Oh, yes. Very different flavors. And... You can't just say, oh, yeah, there's totally whiskey in there when it's actually brandy, a brandy Christmas cake. Yeah. People will know. Yes, you, you, you'd taste it. <laughs> yeah, but you know? there's a uh, Christmas cake is traditionally English. Mm, and it is. Australians liked it so much they brought it over with them on the first fleet because they needed a, they wanted a, a, cel- a cake to have over Christmas, and I believe they soaked it in brandy to preserve it for longer. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden they discovered that they've got this fantastic thing. And yeah, a, a Christmas cake will last three to six months. If, if not it's, longer. If it's been uh, appropriately fed with a strong enough alcohol. Mm. And the, my favourite part about this uh, story of Australians stealing the 
Christmas cake tradition is that uh, during World War Two, the rations for dried fruit and vegetables uh, in the UK were running really low. And over the Christmas, everyone in Australia pulled together their dried fruits and sent them over to the UK so they could still have their Christmas cake. That That's pretty terrific. Like... Good on you guys, Australian. Good on you, Australians. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's that's definitely the uh, the Christmas spirit right there, and uh, mateship as yeah. well. Let's let's say. Got to look after our UK buddies. Who gave us the idea? Who gave us the idea? Exactly. I mean, they they sent us here, but we'll send some stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> Since we can't send criminals back, have some dried fruit. <laughs> yes, some, some dried fruit. Why not? Yeah, so well, anyone who's uh, not particularly familiar with baking and baking terms and is wondering what we're talking about when we say feed the cake. Feed it. Because, you know, you, you may be picturing a cake with a mouth and we're you know, slowly feeding it alcohol and it's like, feed me. No, no. But uh, no, in fact, <laughs> the idea is that um, you bake the cake and as soon as you pull it from the oven, you stab a couple of holes in the top of it and uh, spoon a couple of tablespoons of whichever alcohol you choose to feed it over the top, mm. then you let it cool and refrigerate it. And every two weeks, for as long as you want to feed it for, you spoon a couple of tablespoons over the top. And oh. so you can do it for months. You can do it for an entire year if you wanted to. Because over two weeks, the cake soaks it up and it dries out and then you can do it again. Before we started recording, Mikkel was telling me about this amazing Christmas cake he had a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. It, it was basically you, you bit into it and it was like opening a bottle of something. I like, want a cake like this. Yeah, some, <laughs> somehow they had found a way of solidifying a liquid into cake form just long enough to stay solid until you bit it. It Amazing. was uh, quite quite impressive, but it really had a kick to it. <laughs> really. I'm, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to actually make a Christmas cake this year, I think. And I've feed got it the, all year. I've got make the it, room... Make it for next year. Make it for next year. <laughs> Start uh, now. <laughs> Make it for next year. <laughs> Just feed it every two weeks. Feed it 26 times throughout the year. That's a lot of brandy. That's Well, yeah, two two tablespoons every two weeks. Well, uh, might be might end up having a whole bottle in it. Maybe two. Mm. I'll be adding more than two tablespoons. Just drown it like every <laughs> other week. <laughs> <laughs> drown it in brandy. It'll be the booziest booze cake. Yes, the, the cake that has to come with a warning label, do not eat this cake if you intend to drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of making stuff, we need to make our own alcohol. We need to start brewing our own wine or something like that. Send us some suggestions of what we should do, guys. A good drop at gmail.com. Yes, or uh, post it on our uh, good drop Facebook page. Yeah. Because uh, we're yeah, always open to suggestions for things, and certainly... But I'm... I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a wine, and I'm gonna open a poll, and you guys tell me what flavors it should be, and the, the winning answer, will go in it. Yeah, and then uh, we'll tell you how it turned out. Fingers crossed. Mm, fingers crossed. I know a little bit well. about uh, winemaking, but not that much. Yes, yeah, so I've had some uh, some quite decent homemade. Uh, Wines from friends, usually mulled wines and the yeah. like, but they, they turn out quite, uh, can turn out quite nice, can turn out just awful. Yes, it's a very, very fine line. 
Uh, I made I made some mead once, and it was beautiful. Mm. I it's one of those uh, make and forget ones. Oh yeah. I yeah made it and then just forgot about it for six months, and yeah, it, it was great. Mm, well, and uh, really that's nice. uh, actually quite a, a nice segue back to Christmas drinks as well, because mead is one of the things that has in uh, throughout history been consumed at Christmas. I wish I'd have realized this, remembered this earlier, because I would have totally bought some mead, some spiced mead, and then heated it up on our hot December afternoon. Mm, that, well, of no. course, <laughs> in, in, in the UK, you know, where it's deathly cold at Death. Christmas. Well, not, not Canadian levels of deathly cold, but, you know, colder, cold enough. Bitterly that, cold. Um, that you, you want a warm drink instead of a cold or room temperature drink. And mead is good for that, and mulled wine is good for that because you want them a bit warm rather than chilled. Yeah. So, I mean, you can chill mulled wine, and it tastes pretty good. Mm, it, it it does, but it doesn't. I I don't feel like mulled, chilled mulled wine has the same uh, cozy feeling as the warm stuff when it's yeah. warm. Like room temperature or just above feels feels about right for me when I'm. When I'm drinking decent yeah. mulled wine, it's got to be got to be warm. Mm, of course, that's summer room temperature, not British winter room temperature <laughs> that we're talking about here. Yeah, I think I believe the traditional Australian Christmas drink is beer. Um, I, I would say yeah, because of course here we we want a an ice cold drink at at yeah. Christmas when when, when when it's pushing thirty eight degrees or more yeah when when the day is so hot you you want to be reaching your hand into an esky that's so cold it's coming out with a bottle and frostbite <laughs> so that you really you're cracking open something you can see the frost rising out of it it's like cra cracking it open and then fog just pouring out of the bottle mm, and that that first mouthful is always so satisfying mm, you just feel it go down yeah and then you, you can't sit on it for too long, otherwise you can't finish the bottle because those room temperature drags uh -huh. in the middle of summer. And it's, and by don't sit on on it for too long, it's going to be about five ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, in, it's a, in, a, in Aussie the, summer in the peak of summer and on a forty degree day. And uh, to, for those of you in in the states, we're we're talking Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Yeah, thirty, hundred and ten, hundred hundred and ten degrees Fahrenheit. I believe that's a pretty hot day. Yeah, I mean my uh, my Celsius to Fahrenheit conversion's pretty rubbish. So I'm, I'm who's not. Got, who's got Siri? Entirely sure, but I'll yeah, get Google it's... to tell me what is what is thirty eight degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit. And what does one hundred and four degrees? I'm... Sorry, one hundred point four. Oh, 100.4. So 100.4 Fahrenheit is, yeah, that's about an average summer day mm. in, um, well, the northern, not the northern, northern, sort of the middle parts of Australia. Mm. That most, most of, most of Australia gets that hot during the, the day, oh, except for the, Victoria and Tasmania, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I used to live in Canberra and 38 degrees would be your average summer day. Mm. I mean, you, you go further north, like Cairns and Cooktown and you Looking at forty-five, fifty, and people don't do summer; they sit inside in air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, but then you used to have to do summer, but then technology caught up. But it became more affordable, and people went, "Screw summer." Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I was in Rockhampton a, f- a few weeks ago, and I didn't realize everyone up there loved to have the air conditioning so cold. So I am expecting it to be hot, so I pack some light summer clothes, and you know we get to the pub, and I'm I'm shivering in the pub because it's like. 20, 21 degrees inside when it's like 35 outside. And yeah, I'm like shivering away at the pub and everyone's like just relaxing, drinking a, drinking a beer and I'm shivering away. I didn't pack, didn't think of packing a jumper. Didn't think of packing, why would you? It's the middle of summer. Who who packs a jumper (laughs) in the middle of summer? Right. But yeah, people, like everyone was going from, the air-conditioned car straight to the air-conditioned pub or and from the air-conditioned pub back to the air-conditioned car and then from the air-conditioned car into the air-conditioned house. Mm. Well, of course, the, uh, the um, difference in all of this, the if you're not doing the air-conditioning, you're doing a pool. And <laughs> yeah. Christmas by the pool is the exception to air conditioning because no one worries about the air conditioning if you're going to be in a pool. That's it. Remember sunscreen, guys, and ladies, and everyone in between and outside. You must wear sunscreen because getting sunburnt sucks. Yes, indeed it does. And also remember that those floating beverage holders and floating eskies are terrific. <laughs> like they're, they're fantastically useful. You don't have to get out of the pool. So, sunscreen is important, but let's remember the what we're podcasting about. <laughs> yes, we're, we're podcasting about drinks. And so, some of those floating eskies will actually hold quite a few cans or bottles of yeah. your beverage of choice. Plus a bag of ice. Plus a bag of ice, yeah, ex- exactly. And mm. uh, whether you're drinking beer or, you know, as we mentioned with its increasing popularity, cider. Yeah, or wine. Or wine, yeah. Or anything else you like chilled. Punch, alcoholic punch, non-alcoholic yeah. punch. Yeah, they they all go go quite well in uh, in those floating things. I I trialed one last Australia Day. It went well. Nice. Have you got a pool now? Uh, I I haven't, but you know how it is. You get invited to Australia Day uh, functions. And, of course. And to to host one, of course, it is a prerequisite that you must have a pool. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. how dare you host an Australia Day event? Yeah, or at least room enough for a uh, slip and slide. Yeah, or even a kiddie pool. Kiddie pool. That that will do. Yeah, just that something to take the heat off. Yeah. But we're talking about Christmas here. We, we are talking so, about Christmas. Let's, let's not get too what, distracted. What, so what else is in our Christmas list of beverages? So, uh, well... Mulled wine? Mulled wine, yes. Um, brandy. Brandy. Of course. Uh, port. Sherry. And sherry, yeah. Tr- traditionally, of course, in the UK and, and the US. But I, I think the the top dog in the U.S. though does uh, does go to eggnog as um, as the favorite Christmas beverage. It uh, it certainly seems to be right up there. Mm. You know, I I don't like it. I've drunk half a cup of this and I'm I'm not enjoying it. Oh, I I really am. It's um, it's it reminds me of a banana milkshake. Yeah, I mean the yeah, nah, not for me. <laughs> You're welcome to have mine if you like. Oh, right. Well, I'll I'll go pour myself uh, something else. Something else, <laughs> a brandy or or a sherry or a port or a rum or a wine. I've I've got rum because I was making rum balls. 
Mm, yes, Which and is rum some... is another Christmas beverage because it's used in rumbles. People make their rumbles and they, you know, one for the rumbles, one for me. <laughs> <laughs> or it's uh, a scoop of the rumble mixture to me and then a scoop of the rumble mixture goes into the bike. Yes, and of course we, we don't recommend... Driving. Driving or, or really pouring rum between your mouth and the bowl when making rumbles. We don't? No, well, one can accidentally drink too much that way. Yeah, I guess. And if you're not driving, I suppose it doesn't matter. Mm. But, but yeah, yeah. If if you're you know preparing such things, say uh, Christmas morning before heading out to a Christmas lunch, <laughs> possibly not the best time to consume half a bottle while making rumbles. Possibly not. But rumbles, are, I think, are one of those things you prepare the night before, because um, you know I was making them just then, and it's a very, very sticky mixture. Mm. So you got to. At least you gotta at least allow a few hours so you can chill them and then, or chill the mixture so it's not so sticky. Yeah, I'd say ideally overnight because you don't want to freeze them. You don't want them to be frozen. Then you can't eat them easily. But no, but yeah, but chilled, chilled, yeah. chilled is good. Um, even half an hour in the freezer works perfectly, just to get that mixture temperature down so you can work with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, Right, so another good uh, popular, since we, we mentioned sherry earlier, of course, uh, trifle often has mm. uh, often contains sponge cake soaked in sherry or port, depending on the flavor you're going for on, on the trifle. Uh, we've also got uh, fruit mittens pie. Yes. Where the uh, dried fruit is traditionally soaked in brandy to, um, to make them mincy, mm. more like a paste than pieces of dried fruit yes and certainly with a, a non-alcoholic fruit mince pie it um it's a different flavor they're, they're still good mm. because they use you know flavor enhancers and things to make it taste similar but you got to make them yourself though yeah it, it's not yeah you can't go out to to the local supermarket in australia at least and buy an alcoholic fruit mince pie they're, they're no not the australian supermarkets tend to be very against selling alcohol infused food Mm, they they do indeed. I mean, we, we can't buy alcohol in supermarkets here at all, unlike, of course, the US, where you can you know, go down to Walmart or the Piggly Wiggly or the 7-Eleven. No, or... that, that's, that's not true. You can buy um, alcohol in supermarkets and corner stores at, in Canberra and New South Wales. It's just in Queensland we have these backward laws where bottle shops have to be attached to pubs. Mm. Or if you sell... Alcohol, you have to be associated with a pub. With a pub, yeah. Remember yeah. that there are a lot of older laws in uh, in Queensland that just haven't been updated. But that's yeah. that's something for another but, time. Well, it's a for, that particular law is a forty year forty thirty year old law, so it's not really that old, but still a pain for culture. Yes. Well, it means you have to go to two places hmm. instead of being able to just do it simply. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I think that the other beverage we've missed is uh, schnapps. Schnapps. Which is also popular to drink at uh, at Christmas. And my my guess would be that the, the big one is the peppermint schnapps for, for Christmas. Peppermint and butterscotch. Butterscotch schnapps is so good. But it's hard to drink in... Um, it's hard to drink because it's so sweet. Mm, it is. But, I mean, you can use it in cooking, though. Mm-hmm. And many people do. And I many have, people I've do, done yeah. that too. I've done it too. Um, but we are going to talk about that 
later. Yes, in um, in our next full official episode, we will be talking about Schnapps, so uh, be sure to tune in for our next actual episode, which will be a Schnapps episode. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep this one short and sweet. Or shortish. Still 25 minutes. Mm. But, yeah, we just thought we'd check in for Christmas and wish you all a merry holiday season and a happy new year. Yes, indeed, because our, our next one, well, it'll be just before New Year's. New Year's Eve. So, well, if you don't, if you miss us next time, which I hope you don't, uh, happy new year. Yes, indeed. And uh, as always, um, this has been a good job. Yeah, I'm Stuart. I'm Michael. And make sure to f- subscribe to us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook. Or if you have any comments or suggestions, send us an email uh, at a good drop podcast at gmail.com. Yep, and uh, tell your friends, share our links on Facebook from a good drop podcast Facebook. And, and uh, yeah. Enjoy what you're drinking. Merry Christmas and cheers. Cheers. <laughs>